Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today we are back with the history of masturbation and the hottest literature from the masters of literature. Every week on the show, we'll sing the gospel, which is all about sex news. We'll worship an erotic artist, and we'll hear some confessions, really questions, and sex stories from you guys. Let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. Welcome. It's another glorious Sunday. Glorious. Who am I here with? Mona D. Baker. The boner maker is back in the (laughs) house. Well, not in my house, unfortunately. Yeah, no. In separate houses. In separate houses. But in the house of Pussy Church. That's true. We're praying from across the world, which just kind of means the whole world is praying or something. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of praying are we talking about? just like blessing the pussy and stuff oh yeah you know? yeah, yeah of course <laughs> blessed be the pussy by the way he is risen may she open to your touch yes mm. i want to open to some touch like right about now um <laughs> <laughs> i'm like uh this is uh an interesting experience or experiment i i mean yeah i think Everyone, no matter what, in what facet we're talking about, is going through a strange times right now. Clearly, yeah, I think so. It's it's so many fold the experience that you have in this time. But I, yeah, everything from getting closer to a partner, fighting with a partner, separating with a partner, having no partner, somebody going crazy on you. <laughs> yeah, maybe like with couples, maybe in the beginning they were probably having a lot of sex but now they just may sleep in separate rooms <laughs> they're like this is just too sick much of each other. <laughs> even for me no i mean it is it is really an interesting time i uh i was just talking to a friend of mine who is actually an adult performer oh and, really yeah and she her boyfriend is quarantined away from her and she was like i think i'm a virgin again i'm like baby it doesn't work like that. That will never happen again. <laughs> yeah, no. Especially not one-time for you. Thing. She's like, yeah, do you think I'll still know how to kiss? I'm like, mm, since you do this professionally, <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never thought about, well, of, I mean, the entertainment industry is out of work, but thinking about when will the porn industry be able to go back to work? Like, cause that, uh, yeah. as far as social distancing, that's the least social distancing you can do. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think a lot of them, including her, and she's going to be on Pillow Talk too, actually, next week. So you guys can hear that. Um, her name is Stoya. And um, she actually is doing camming now. Yeah, I, I yeah. could see that happening like yeah transitioning to more solo play especially for now right like i mean during this time um a lot of i think adult performers are switching over to only fans and stuff like that which is a platform for cam girls to compensate also for the money that they're losing right right but what about the men is there a platform for men to be like cam guys i mean that has to exist i'm sure it exists but, but i'm sure they make way don't... less money yeah exactly I mean, have you ever... Oh, this is fascinating. The girls have the upper hand. (laughs) I wonder really how it would be with a cam guy. Like, how would a cam boy be? Is that weird? I don't know. I've never thought about this. (laughs) Literally has never come to my fucking mind. And I think about, like, a lot of things. Remember, even when we were talking about escorts, I was thinking about a male escort. I was like, that's kind of interesting. Like, who fucking knows what he's going to do to me? Yeah. But, um... And male cam boy. Like, just... Oh, wow. That could well, go so should, many different directions. I should totally ask her. Maybe she knows somebody who does it, who I can, like, join the session and check it out. Yo, you have to do that. Right? Oh, my gosh. And talk like, about what it's like. That would be amazing. I'll do that, you guys. I mean, what the fuck else am I going to do? <laughs> I might need to start doing that at this point. 
Can you imagine? Well, he's just going to jerk off. I don't really like watching jerk off porn. But then again, at that sex party, that virtual sex party, a guy was jerking off and I thought it was really hot. Yeah. When it's happening live. Like, yeah. Yeah. And maybe if he's like looking at me and I'm like. Right. And maybe. Well, it's even. With, okay, so I don't even know this. I'm such a baby. How does it even work with a cam girl? They don't see the people watching, right? No. Um, I think in some instances you can, or maybe it's at least, maybe they just get an audio feed, because I would assume, or maybe they're just they, chatting. I think it's but, chatting or audio feed. I can't imagine. Can you imagine you have like all these people who are watching you on your screen? It'd be so irritating. Oh, <laughs> I was I thinking think like one a one-on-one session, oh, not, yeah. not like a group thing. I think well, maybe, one-on-one, maybe you could see the other side if you wanted to. I should I do a one-on-one? Yeah, with a cam guy. Holy shit. Am I going <laughs> to masturbate while he's watching me? You're going to become addicted. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> it's going to cost me a lot of money if this is an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, during this time, I mean. Well, the funny thing is, it's basically like it. FaceTime sex, but like with somebody you don't know. Right. But I'm sure there's an option for a one-on-one session to to not have your video shown. Like yeah. maybe you could just like talk to him. Uh, but what if I or... want him want him to like compliment my body and shit? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure beautiful you can breasts, do that. baby. I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm just paying you to say this, basically. So I don't know if the compliment's really valid. Oh, but please don't even start with me. <laughs> no, not like that. But like, it's you know what I mean. It's the same with an escort. Would you actually like believe the fuck the shit that they are saying? I don't know. Right at that point, you just kind of have to drop that and just take it. Yeah, just enjoy it. <laughs> if you're already fucking doing it. This was a very like different start to what I kind of wanted to talk about. But I think the cam girl thing is super fascinating, especially in times like this. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I want because I wanted to mention, um, I think a few episodes ago we were talking about this tantric book I started to read um, called Tantric Orgasms for Women by Diana Richardson. And I've only started and I've kind of like dabbled in it. But um, this Thursday, actually, um, Nora Lambert was on Pillow Talk, who mm. run, has another podcast called Synchronicity. And we were talking about cosmic orgasms kind of on Pillow Talk and on his podcast. That sounds nice. Yeah, super interesting. Well, I the concept of it came from a friend of mine because we started talking about these like experiences that we had. Um, not that many in my life, but like a few where it felt like a cosmic orgasm, like um, mm-hmm. like a transcendent orgasm. And oh, I, yeah. I told Noah about it, and he was like, well, you probably – and I was like, I haven't really done Tantra, you know, so I don't know what that really was. And he was like, well, you probably mm-hmm. accidentally tapped into that energy, right, of Tantra, right. which is not yeah, something I, that you have to learn sense. somehow in you. And then I thought – It'd be fascinating to kind of talk a little bit about how some tantric principles work. Um, And she also did, Diana Richardson also did a TED Talk that I listened to this week on mindful sex. And okay. it's not, is that is that kind of what it's called on if you look up like TED Talk, it's mindful sex? Yeah, mindful sex, TED Talk, Diana Richardson. And she talks about a very interesting concept. And I don't think it's a concept that necessarily has to permeate like all your sexual experiences, but it could be something to try out, right? Right, Um, yeah, yeah. Where she says, the problem isn't sex itself, right? It's our style of having sex. Kind of that like 20 minute penetration and it's over, that like Mm -hmm. no buildup, like very little... If it's even in. 20 minutes, it could be like 10 or less. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like just just a friction of penetration and that being kind of it, obviously. If somebody right. has listened to this podcast more than once, they know that we don't really promote that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she was saying um, that kind of sex is somehow a mind filled sex, right? Where you're concerned about climax, mm-hmm. where you're concerned about your performance, Right. And how your partner is doing. So you're focusing on things, you know. You're all in your head. Exactly. Exactly. You're all in your head and and climax is the goal. Right. right? And then in comparison to that, on the other side of it, she describes it as mindful sex. 
And that for her is to be in awareness, mm. meaning you, you like you're using, you're directing your mind to the present moment and to your body and to sensations. Right. So it's kind of, yeah, a, yeah. yeah the idea of like the quality, the quality of awareness is kind of like in meditation. Right. Um, and you're put your intention inside of your body. Um, and she said something kind of cool. She said like, it's being sex rather than doing sex. Right. You're paying more attention to sensations rather than performance, probably. Yeah. And it's got, yeah. it goes way slower. Like the way she talked about it was, so there's no goals for that experience, right? None. Not even climax. Mm -hmm. It can happen, but it doesn't have to. You don't work for it. If it happens, it's fine, right? If it doesn't, right. it's fine. And you take, she said, like, you take a three-hour you like schedule a sex date or whatever with your partner <laughs> and it's three hours, right? Yeah. Wow. And in those three hours, you don't have to continuously have sex, clearly, no, of right? Of course. <laughs> um, but um, the whole idea is of going very slow. Mm -hmm. Probably would drive me fucking insane, but... Um, yeah. I want to do so this horny. on the flip side. I want to like tie my boyfriend up and put a, put a, um, a, a blindfold on him. <laughs> no, and put a blindfold on him. And just every now and then come in the room and tease him a bit and then like go have a snack and then come back. <laughs> that's, more a like snack. A, that's more like a BDSM situation. <laughs> You're I like, I'm leaving. Leave Bye. <laughs> no, but I like the idea of just like leaving him there and taking it really, really slowly. Like, I think that's a great idea. I'm not sure about the snack. If <laughs> no, that's, that was a joke. I'm not just going to leave the room for 10 minutes. And I mean, people do this, but it's called something different. I think like slave training. <laughs> um, no, but I think it was so fascinating because just the idea of going so slow. And she said, it's not about like crazy sensations. It's about starting to listen to really the small things in right. your body. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting because I think even – when I masturbate or something, um, or even sex with a partner, I kind of like it a bit rough and I like actually harder sensation and Yeah, yeah. Um but it could be super fascinating to like sensitize your body again, right? Where mm -hmm. like the, the slightest touch and probably if you don't get something for a little bit, the slightest touch will be insane already. Oh, for sure. And also like if you just have that really slow build up and you do like a little harder, like imagine an hour of really slow build up and then one hard pump is going to just make you explode. Like, Oh my God, this is all I want right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Is this the hours? Like, let's do this. Like, trust me, me too. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, it's been a, it's been like 10 days again or something since I had sex. I'm like getting hot over here. Um, anyways, Please. people. <laughs> anyway, now they're all flustered. No, but you mentioned earlier something about um, about the audio porn platform Dipsy. Yeah, Dipsy, um, which we've talked about before, it's an audio porn platform, and um, they uh, they have features that they normally have as premium, so features that you'd have to pay for. But during quarantine, they have opened up their premium content, so I haven't dug too deep in it, but I I started listening to this kind of guided i want to say guided meditation but it was guided masturbation so mm -hmm. um and it, it started off really slowly just like laying on your bed taking deep breaths like scanning your body first with your mind and then your hands and like um feeling the the parts of your body that you admire most not even in between your legs um just to kind of have this intimate experience with yourself and have this really slow build up and um i think that that plays into your kind of mindful sex as a po po well my, what was it mindful sex as opposed yeah. to mind filled sex. yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah i think totally i think this kind of um practice where we don't like kind of step over ourselves right because we all probably i mean most people that masturbate I mean, you have a technique, right? Or you have like, maybe even you have a pattern with your partner that's very similar if you have mm -hmm. one partner for a long time. And maybe we'll step over like one of the small, the small intricate parts of our body or our, our sensations 
And if you do some meditation like that, you can get more in contact with yourself again. I think it's super fascinating. Yeah. So I recommend like if anyone's interested, go to Dipsy and and check out their um, kind of guided masturbation. It's it's fascinating. We're going to go into our gospel section right now. Gospel. The gospel. Uh, Gospel is sex news. It is kind of curious that May, the month of May, is National Masturbation Month. (laughs) Perfect. Or international, probably. (laughs) That's a a weird coincidence. It is. Just everyone's like, so many people are alone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everyone's quarantined. It's National or International Masturbation Month. The event got started in kind of like an interesting, um, an interesting way. So apparently. It first originated on May 7th, 1995, and it's it's accredited to um, Good Vibrations, which is a sex shop in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and they did it as a protest against the firing of Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders, who got fired by Bill Clinton in 1994. She said publicly that she thinks that masturbation should be part of sex education for students. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, and she she famously said, as per your specific question in regard to masturbation, I think that is something that is a part of human sexuality, and it's a part of something that perhaps should be taught. But we've uh, we've not even taught our children the very basics. And after that statement, it's so it's it's crazy that that's such a faux pas when it's just right? part of everyone's life. Like it, I don't know the the stigma against sex is so fascinating to me. Anyway. It's crazy because she got fired because she said that and all, like, I mean, she got also got fired by a Democratic president. Let's be completely clear, right? Yeah. Who like got this? sex, who got um, <laughs> impeached for adult, adultery. I know. Who got a fucking blowjob in the White House and then he's in the <laughs> Oval Office and he's like, well, sweetie, you can't talk about masturbation in school. Yeah, no. Well, maybe you should have practiced it more. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to get political, but anyways, this woman got fired and then for to kind of protest against it, they came up with mas- uh, National Masturbation Day. Mm, love it. So this is what this stems from. So 25 years of masturbation being celebrated in one way or another, uh, mainly by people masturbating all the time anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I celebrate, celebrate masturbation often. I know, and you, as you should, because there's tons of health benefits, you know? For sure. Reducing stress, releasing tension. Yeah. Apparently, it enhances the quality of sleep. It boosts your immune system. I Amazing. mean, it's crazy. Relieves menstrual cramps. Feels really good. <laughs> Feels really good. Alleviates pain. Improves sex. Like, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Well, apparently, this is kind of interesting, because there's a masturbation gap between men and women. I think we have talked about this before, but... Yeah, I assume so. Yeah, but just as a refresher, <laughs> um, only one in four women apparently masturbates regularly. That's so that's crazy. that's like 25%, and that's half of the rate of men. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I would make that assumption. It's just crazy that... I would assume that men masturbate more than women, but it's just crazy that so few women masturbate. But actually, why? You know, I think I mean, obviously, it's because of culture and religion and the way yeah, we are taught. Yeah, just the stigma and- that that men are more sexual beings or like crave sex more or whatever. But still, women like to feel good too. <laughs> well, also, I mean, it it could also be that you feel a little ashamed of it. And then you don't report it in the research when you're asked. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true. So that part. True. So I think it's probably a mix between women being ashamed, um, so they don't do it, and women being ashamed that they do it and not reporting it. Yeah, maybe you should conduct a little poll on your Instagram stories of how many <laughs> times a week do you masturbate. <laughs> you really think that the girls on my Instagram are gonna no, say not, never? That's a- <laughs> I think that's the thing. They they won't be shy about it. So you can it's get true. kind of a better read. It's true. But you already have to kind of like follow an erotica account. Right. To like, yeah. Which still, though, it'd be interesting to see how many times a week. How many times a week do you masturbate? You think? It depends. It depends. Um, 
maybe like five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm kind of at the same place. Like sometimes you just don't have time, but five is probably accurate. Yeah, or or sometimes I'm just not in the mood. Like it doesn't cross my mind. Like I kind of, if I get turned on by something, then I'm compelled. But it's rare that I just, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to masturbate for the hell of it right now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I have both actually. Because, yeah, I have this like kind of, Sometimes I just want to feel good before I go to bed or like sleep yeah, well yeah. and like I've definitely actually I take that back. Like sometimes I'm just procrastinating on doing something. I'm like, oh, I'm going to masturbate. I know, which is so good, <laughs> especially if you're like maybe not in the greatest mood. You're like, fuck this bullshit. I just want to have yeah. an orgasm right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then hopefully after that, you're in a bit of a better mood. Also, the time I, it does just like relax me a bunch. And yeah. I think even even the thought of like that you just snuck away from your work is amazing. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, take a little, yeah, pers- little personal little break. break. <laughs> um, so in the honor of National International Masturbation Month, um, which is one of my favorite hobbies, uh, despite <laughs> having sex, <laughs> we're going to look at some historical facts of masturbation. Oh, okay. It's a very scientific podcast, people. And um, I I read up on this book by Jonathan Margolis called, Oh, the Intimate History of the Orgasm. Mm. And there was just a lot of like historical facts and trivia nearly um, about masturbation. Okay. Um, it's basically been around since people have had sex. So <laughs> I would imagine like once per- someone touches themselves and realizes it feels good, then... Yeah, nothing, nothing new there, people. Um, don't have to be too ashamed. It's been happening for a long time. But also how it's been included in history is super fascinating. So in ancient Egypt, masturbation actually is the crux of their creation myth. Because God, I'm going to butcher this possibly, Adam um, created the world by basically wanking it into existence. Uh-huh. Is that insane? Immaculate conception. <laughs> yes. And Adam's act was then re- reenacted every year to ensure a good crop. And the pharaohs had ceremonies where they had to bring fertility to the Nile, the river, by masturbating into its water, waters like once a year. So just a big circle jerk around the it's Nile. Just like the, fa- the pharaoh is just like jerking off into the river. So like everyone has good crops. But apparently this is not just for men in the Egyptian empire. Because Queen Cleopatra is said to have enjoyed a hollow pumpkin filled with bees who pleasured her with their angry buzzing. What? <laughs> Which sounds <laughs> Horrible. Okay. <laughs> I'm don't allergic try to bees. Kids. Oh Please my. do not. Don't, but what a, don't put a pumpkin full of angry bees near your vagina. Can you imagine? Somebody's like, this is like what the ancient Egyptians did. Well, that was like work. the first vibrator. You just fill a pumpkin full of bees and it buzzes. Insane. But at least, I mean, the idea is right. At least they figured out that vibration feels good. <laughs> That's so funny. Isn't that wow. weird? I mean, she clearly yeah. did not do that unless she was a insane masochist. No. <laughs> You're like, no, but maybe. Like, how do they even come up with this? Like, it's so I bizarre. No it's, it's so folklore. So far fetched. Anyways, she apparently did masturbate because why would you write the story? You know, she probably right. just did it differently. Exactly. Hopefully not with bees. Hopefully not with bees. Well, we, we hope. Um, in, in the other way now, in Judaism, actually, when the Torah, in the passage of the Torah, um, they, for, they forbid male masturbation. Mm. And it was said like Onan, it was somewhere in the Genesis, wasted his seed, quote, on the ground to avoid contributing offspring to his brother. And God killed him for his wastefulness. Mm. And also, yeah, some some devout Christians um, don't believe in masturbation or like you're not allowed to mo- masturbate either. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. And also, I think there's some kind of mindful practice where you refrain from masturbating. Totally. It's not it's not like it's not allowed, but it's like you're you're releasing some of your power kind of thing. 
Exactly. This is actually one of the points, funny enough. Um, that's mainly that comes from Tantra, which has its roots, you know, in Asia, obviously in India. Um, the sexual philosophy started 6,000 years ago. But um, there they say that like one concept of Tantra is that a man should refrain from ejaculation, right? Yep. We, talk, we talked about this and there's all these like myths still where men like athletes don't have sex or jerk off before like a sporting event or whatever. Yeah, interesting. And like this idea of like keeping the energy inside of you. Right. Right. And like it like today, even people do this. Right. Like, I mean, also in Taoism, they talk about this, that a man can't give away that strength. And I think in China, even maybe this is actually part of Taoism. They say a man only has so many ejaculations in his life or something. So every time you come, you're giving away part of your life force. Wow. Is that weird? Yeah, that's crazy. So it's like it's draining intense. you spiritually, spiritually. Yeah, draining your life force. Interesting. For example, the ancient Greeks were very different. Much more to my liking because I don't <laughs> like to be told that I shouldn't masturbate. <laughs> the ancient Greeks actually, this is so fascinating because they have a pretty um, interesting distinction between male masturbation and female masturbation. Huh. So male masturbation was like a natural remedy for frustration um, right, well, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, right, because it is. <laughs> yeah. And then, and men were depicted masturbating on vases and frescoes, and it was also like feature. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this, right? We've seen this when we did like ancient erotic oh, art I, I too. I thought you meant they were depicted, not the. It wasn't the drawing on the vase. I thought you meant that they were depicted like jerking off onto oh a vase <laughs> and on frescoes. I'm like, I'm just imagining like. <laughs> Images of guys jerking off onto a painting. Sorry, I, I understand. I, I miss this is you. amazing. You're like, why are they jerking it off into a vase? <laughs> they're they're collecting their seed, as they should. God, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, oh my god. Anyway, so it was painted on it, but um, also it was like wildly featured in comedy and um, in plays apparently. But female masturbation was apparently not publicly kind of shown mm -hmm. um and it was more the woman kind of had to um be modest and her sexual pleasure um wasn't really supposed to be lived without you know semen coming into her body or like her right. being um in a sexual act with a man but this is actually not true what what actually happened um in ancient ancient greece was that there was spa days where women would go together and apparently behind closed doors, this is so interesting, they they used something called Olisbus. And um, it's it's really fascinating because apparently a penis-shaped dildo. <laughs> so they already used dildos in the spa. Crazy. So I clearly, I know, they're like, where's the spa? <laughs> yeah. All girls with like Olisbus. <laughs> Sisses <laughs> with their dildos. They're just like going to the spot with their dildos and just like jerking off because at oh, home wow. apparently it's forbidden. That's crazy. But I like this. I like because <laughs> this I like. I mean, I don't really like that they were not so allowed to do that shit at home. But right. I think that it's it's really fascinating to see. You know that they kind of like to get on themselves and they're like, I'm gonna go to the spa and jerk off. Like fuck you. Exactly. I gotta imagine if that's every time a woman says, Yeah, I'm going to the spa. It's just like <laughs> to go jerk off. She just takes like a stone dildo. Yeah, maybe that's why spas are so um, uh, liked among amongst women. <laughs> Well, I haven't been in a while. Maybe I should go. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't go to a spa. It's so sad. Yeah, I know. Spas are going to be closed for a while. Well, thank God I have my own Elizabeth at home. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Many, many, many of them. Well, <laughs> then also another fascinating female masturbation fact comes from Japan. Mm. Um, and they had something called Benoit Balls which were supposedly invented by a courtesan. And, and that's apparently, these are little marble-sized balls that they would put into their vagina, vaginal canal, and it could provoke an orgasm. And they could secretly or discreetly pleasure themselves while taking a stroll, like walking around. Those are some fancy vagina muscles. 
I mean, it's incredible. It's like having like a Kegel sex exercise, but the some some of those Ben Wall balls were hollow. Mm. There was like small little beats in them, so they would roll around, so it would give you even more sensation. Whoa, that's fascinating. So these women who were basically sex workers came up with like a way to just walk around in the city, give like giving themselves orgasms like <laughs> all casually <laughs> on a stroll. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. This is life how it's supposed to be, people. <laughs> Next time I'm going to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. She actually has balls inside of her. Mm, well <laughs> I was just like kind of odd. I know. I was like kind of imagining I'm like, where in my mouth? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Where do they fit? Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm starving, people. Um starving for balls anyways <laughs> and but back <laughs> back in europe though um the christian church obviously spend decades preaching that you shouldn't have sex unless it's for right. um for procreation procreation yeah exactly and also masturbation wasn't really encouraged right yeah um, what is actually interesting is that in Victorian England, they kind of like hit its peak, I think, because men would wear chastity belts and pierce, like wear piercings on their dicks that would like point inward in order to like keep them from masturbating and having sex. What? As a religious but practice. But don't you have to pee out of that same hole? Well, I don't even know how long you have to wear that chastity belt. Like, isn't that weird? What the hell? Well, this is where this is where religion really went weird. Unless you like to play chastity games, like I did <laughs> lately. <laughs> Such a weird concept, right? I thought it was a fascinating concept that yeah. you get off on like not getting off. I just did some chastity belt things, right, with a man. Um, and one part of the the games that we did, he put on a strap on over the chastity belt and had sex with me That's while so being in the chastity. Oh, what a tease. It oh was, so, well, for him, right? Like yeah, completely exactly. insane. Like how, what a weird <sighs> sensation that must have been. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was fine. Like clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay. I mean, it's Yeah, it's but kinda... for him, like he's having sex without being allowed to get hard. Like that's crazy. Yeah, and he sees me reacting to it, right? And obviously right. he is getting hard because that's part of the game, right? So it yeah, hurts yeah, yeah. him. It hurts him to get hard. Wow. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Well, there was no <laughs> piercings involved. So anyways. It's like getting shocked when you get wet. <laughs> A little bit like it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Which, no, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> Which that actually kind of works with electricity and like water anyways. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> how oh, odd. I mean, so somebody I'm sure is into this, like all the power to you. Um, also, very fascinating. Um, women who suffered from hysteria or sexual frustration. I think in like the 1800s and stuff and 1900s, they went to physicians who would like stimulate them and give them orgasms, but they would call them paroxysms because they, they didn't really think that women had orgasms like men. So they basically jerked these women off because they were sexually so frustrated <laughs> that they were going insane. Oh my God. Wow. This is so fascinating. <laughs> yeah, there's actually one theory that the vibrator came out of that procedure because the, huh. the doctors, um, their hands would get so sore from like jerking right. off so many women that they invented the vibrator. Right. Okay. That makes sense. But so apparently the first commercial vibrator um, came, came out before electricity in 1734 and it resembled an egg beater. Oh, it must have been oh, like, you know, you I like turn see, like, it. It, Yeah, like the, the mechanism is inside something. It's not like you're. Yeah. Interesting. OK. Yeah. You're kind I of turning it, which is interesting. Then I also by the turn of the 20th century. Work. Yeah, I don't know. Right, right, your hand at that point, you can just like rub yourself. I'm not sure what we are, exactly. what we're achieving here. But um, by the turn of the 20th century, more vibrators came out. But, you know, all these massage 
massage things. He's like personal <laughs> massagers, right. which were clearly used very often. Yeah. Even the Hitachi wand, right? Like the most famous classic vibrator is actually a massage, a personal right, massage, a massage tool. Tool, yeah. yeah. Which Crazy. wasn't used like this. That, that thing's horrifying. Have you tried it? No, no. It just seems intense. <laughs> it is actually pretty intense. I've tried it. Because the, the really classic one, you have to plug into the wall, which I find like kind of cumbersome, but it's really like has a long cord and a man used it on me. Uh, and it it's just very strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like it has like a little bit of a brutal force. Like it's a big thing. Right. And it's big. It's huge, actually. Yeah, I know. Now we have just like little bullets. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> like that's okay. It's cute and small. I don't need exactly. like a baseball bat. That's my no. breading. <laughs> no. it's basically the size of it but i do i mean it's not bad obviously um, yeah uh yeah a lot of a lot of guys actually like like it and i also know like a friend of mine who uses it on himself really interestingly enough yeah but oh. then i saw one of the first um steam powered vibrators and it's called the manipulator and it's from 1869 the manipulator. Ha, ha, ha. 1869. <laughs> Who could have made that shit up? Nobody. Oh my god. And it is steam powered and it's not fun looking. <laughs> it is like you remember that sex machine that we looked at once before? Oh my gosh, yeah. This is how it looks like, but ancient. It is <laughs> terrifying. If I can find it, I'll send it to you right now. Oh wow. That's mm -hmm. horrifying. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, it's like an old piece of machinery. Oh, my God. I know. That's like cranks and stuff with a really scary looking dildo. Yeah. I think it's like that sex machine that we saw that's like pumping that dildo in you. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's the exact and same thing. And that's also not like what you really need to come anyways. At that point, I'd take the egg beater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this. <laughs> when we talk about we don't want to be, like, senselessly penetrated, maybe we shouldn't get a fucking machine that pumps it into you. Right, exactly. <laughs> to round it all up, though, before we get into, like, more modern age, which we are living in at this point, right? By the, like, 1940s and 50s, Dr. Alfred Kinsey, with his big, big sex research... He kind of established masturbation as a normal adult activity. Right. And Thank from goodness. there on, it's slowly, um, even though if you really think about it, this is the 40s and 50s. And then by 95, Clinton still fired somebody for saying kids should be taught about masturbation. Yeah. After he committed adultery. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we have to say it one more time. Yeah, no, absurdities, sorry. absurdities. No, it's true though, right? You're like, come on. But um, I think in general, if you think about Masturbation Month, if you want some tips on like, how to upgrade your masturbation game. Listen to our last last week's episode. Yeah. Sit on my face, it's called. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to that one. And there's tons of tips on, uh, on different things to try. You don't have to do every day, but you can have a little bit of a mindful practice with yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't just need to be like, okay, I'm on a mission to make this happen as quick as possible. Like, we have time on our hands, people. Take take a little time with yourself. And like I said before, listen to that Dipsy thing and see. Totally. Just expand your mind about what masturbation can be. Get a cam boy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or a cam girl. I don't know. Can you, do you think I'll masturbate while I'm watching him? How weird. Maybe. I probably would. I mean, it's kind of the point, right? What I'm going to like pay money for is I'm not like. Yeah, exactly. Off to it. You got to be properly entertained. How much is that going to be? <laughs> I don't know. Can I write this off for this podcast? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a business expense for <laughs> it's sure. It's research, people. gonna go to our worship section Ooh, the worship the worship worship is erotic art and today i wanted to talk about um basically it's it's also kind of based a little bit on pillow talk like i interviewed the editor of nin magazine the chisia chikovace and she's really into erotic poetry and literature 
mm-hmm. and they and they feature a lot of that. So I, with her help, kind of like picked out a few erotic poems, and all I wanted to do today is just kind of read them. Yeah, and they're very much. This is literature, right? This is not um, porn, but I think there's something really beautiful to be reminded of, like the delicate way of like language and erotic language. That's also a little older already. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, And I'm going to start with a German author. Um, His name is Bertolt Brecht. And the the poem is called About the Seduction of an Angel. Oh. Angels cannot be seduced at all or quickly. Pull him into an entryway, stick your tongue in his mouth, and reach under his robe till he gets wet. Put his face to the wall, lift his rope, and fuck him. If he stares in anguish, then hold him tightly and let him come two times. Otherwise, by the end, he'll be in shock. Admonish him so he sways his butt. Let him know he's free to grab your balls. Tell him he can fall without fear while he's hanging between earth and heaven. But don't look him in the face while you're fucking him. And for heaven's sake, don't crush his wings. Whoa, that sounded like a rape, a gay rape poem. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I do think that Angel is a woman because he's talking about... Why why is he... Why is he calling it him? I think it's because in German, I think angel is a masculine. Okay. The angel, you know, because they have feminine and masculine like the French do. Right. Um, Okay. And I think it's male, male word. And I think it's kind of the twist on it, right? Because this angel, even though he's a he, he's getting wet, right? He grabs him tightly come twice right all seems like this is a woman like lift his robe right yeah. and fuck him interesting um, but i thought it was interesting because it's it's of course it's a little violent right <laughs> yeah but there's also like this- force force this angel or to to enjoy it like make make him come twice so that he's not scared afterwards yeah so he won't be in <laughs> shock it's right. really aggressive, but it's like it's kind of this like yeah, it's a bit like a forceful rape fantasy nearly. Yeah, <laughs> but but like basically forcing the angel to forcing the angel to like come. But I thought it was like so fascinating because he has this whole thing about like explaining nearly a female orgasm because he's mm-hmm. like tell him he can fall without fear while right. he's hanging between earth and heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting because it's like a forceful thing, but also trying to embrace and let this person let go. Yes, it's nearly like forcing an orgasm on somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the concept of a woman wanting to come wasn't really there yet. And so he's like, you got to like teach her that she can come. Yeah, it's my positive interpretation. <laughs> but I just thought it was such an interesting poem. Quite literally, you know, this like being taken in a rough way and like being pushed right. against the wall and then relentlessly satisfying the angel until it can't help yeah, but Yeah, and I that doesn't necessarily need to equate to rape. Like sometimes I just want someone to like, well, not someone, but my partner to just Rail randomly you. catch catch no just randomly catch me off guard in the oh. kitchen and just like wrap his arms around me and just take me you know like yes like it's nice to be wanted and lusted after like that you know i like all of that kind of stuff <laughs> I, I like it in public i like when somebody just comes up to you and is like hands in your pants i mean obviously somebody you're sleeping with i'm not right you're yeah not person. just a stranger jesus <laughs> Yeah, no, but I, I, so okay, hard. I get I get that side of it for sure. Oh gosh! Mm-hmm. All right, next one, your turn. The name is Gloria de Dijon by D. H. Lawrence. When she rises in the morning, I linger to watch her. She spreads the bathcloth underneath the window, and the sunbeams catch her, glistening white on the shoulders. While down her sides, the mellow golden shadow glows as she stoops to the sponge, and her swung breasts sway like full-blown yellow. Glory de Dijon roses. 
She drips herself with water and her shoulders. Glisten as silver, they crumple up like wet and falling roses. And I listen for the solacing of their rain-disheveled petals. In the window full of sunlight, concentrates her golden shadow fold on fold until it glows as mellow as the glory roses. So yeah, that's a little more like poetic and and gentle. <laughs> well, we gotta have a whole spectrum here. Oh no, for no, no, for sure. I'm not, I'm not saying one is more of a poem than others. I'm saying like this is using more like alliterative. Mm. It, it's 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 not as in your face. It's 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 also a voyeur nearly, right? It's like somebody watching a woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think it's so beautiful. Oh, it's incredibly beautiful. And I wonder if like fold on fold until it glows also has like a sexual connotation sense mm. of like um her vulva. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just wanted to say this in like a really professional term. I'm like, fuck it. It's basically right. I mean it, it could be somehow a synonym for her vagina and for, Yeah, cause yeah. cause yeah. Flowers are often related to um vaginas. Absolutely, as they should, and sometimes they <laughs> yeah, really look like it too. It's kind of definitely right. Kind of crazy. All right, so the the last one is from Anis Nin, which Nin magazine is named after. Mm. It's it's short, but she's the master. And we talked about her on this podcast. I want to love you wildly. I don't want words, but inarticulate cries, meaningless, from the bottom of my most primitive being. That flow from my belly like honey. Wow. Um, that was short and sweet. That's what I want. <laughs> I want to love you wildly. I don't want words but inarticulate cries. Ugh. Meaningless. From the bottom of my most primitive being. That flow ah. from my belly like honey. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Preach, baby, because that's all a woman wants. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my gosh. Not all. So but weird. at this point, right about all. Yeah, right. <laughs> all the time. And kind of, but that actually kind of like feel like nearly goes back to this like deep connection of like maybe even tantric connection or cosmic orgasms. Like the way that felt. Had, yeah. Yeah. I've had, I had a couple of different ones, but like. The last one was with a partner in the fall who I saw at that point for several months. And we always had really good sex, but there's like one one particular time where there was this moment of like, I think I wrote something about it. It felt like he was like, while he was penetrating, he was like penetrating my soul. Right. Like it's, yeah. yeah. And it can, it, I think. Primitive is a very good um, way to describe it. Like when when I'm having sex like that where you kind of just forget the world exists mm -hmm. and then you just become very primal and not be concerned with like what your body looks like or even what's going on. You just get completely yeah. lost. Like, yeah, I, I would consider that very primal and pri primitive when you get into that space, yeah, which is a but it's beautiful thing. But it's also that same idea of awareness, right? That idea right. that we talked about in the beginning, that being lost in the moment, like it is nearly a meditation while that happens because yeah. nothing else exists. Right. And it's interesting because it's, it's a combination of dropping awareness in that you're dropping awareness of like the scenario or like your, your self, what you're self-conscious about, but also gaining awareness in that. Like you're paying attention to the little things and kind of getting lost in that moment. You're aware of that moment. I yeah. know it's interesting. It's no, it's super fascinating. And I think that's, I mean, that's the goal, right? And this doesn't even have, I mean, in that moment for me, it was an orgasm, but if it doesn't really have to be necessarily, because I think if you no. feel that deep connection with somebody, um, that's just, yeah, it's really transcendent when it happens. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's interesting because I think you can reach these states, right? Like um, I said earlier too, accidentally, but in order to have them probably more continuously, yeah, you'll, you'll have to start a practice around it. Right, exactly. Well, new things to try. <laughs> Create a cosmic orgasm practice. Yes. I'm so 2020, down. I'm taking you back. 
<laughs> I mean, that would be a great thing to learn. Like something positive to get out of this. Yeah, might as well. Last but not least, we are going to do confessions. Ooh, confessions. Confessions and confessions. <laughs> Sexy. And confessions are stories and questions from you guys and answers from us. And yes. we have a couple. First one, and to be completely honest, I'm not sure if it was written by a man or a woman. Okay. Which is interesting. Um, my husband is a voyeur and likes to take pictures while I have sex with others. Do you think it's normal? N normal. I mean, we've talked about this so many times that the, and yeah. there, there is no normal. There's no set way of this is what sex is supposed to be. I not at all. I, um, I mean, if she's uncomfortable with it, that's one thing. But if she's into it, then. Yeah. I think it really just depends, like you said, only on your perspective on it, right? Because if you two do this together and you both get off on it and you enjoy it, yeah, right? And, and you're not severely injuring another, then I think these things are more than normal. They're, they're what you're supposed to do. Right, exactly. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of of the i mean odd things that you're into unless they're illegal but <laughs> correct <laughs> like some people like wearing chastity belts and and i don't mm -hmm. find that like i know what <laughs> yeah well exactly but it's whatever is normal for for you there's no just general normal mm -hmm. yeah normal no. thing when it comes to sex no we, we talked about this too before um this guy I talked to told me about his fetish where he wants to be a dog, right? Yeah. And he was even within the conversation, he got kind of embarrassed about it. Like he's kind of offering up this like fantasy of his. And then simultaneously, he's like, am I normal? Am I, do you think I'm completely crazy, right? No. And when I hear the word normal, I think boring, like normal seems like okay we're just gonna do missionary for five minutes until the guy comes and then we're done Ooh. like holy like, shit that's horrible i know exactly so so i don't i don't i wouldn't think about things in context in like terms of normal no i think people just like um the, the problem is that the sex that we see right or we are taught is heteronormative is right is restricted by religion and society and mm -hmm. politics. And it's also because the female body and the female sexual, also the male, really, is like governed. You know what I mean? Right. We're There's told like this is what femininity is and this is the like this is the female's role, this is the male's role, and that's it. Yes, and that's it. And like there's laws around these things. Like we really we are so much more complicated and complex as sexual beings. And I think fantasies, you know, just to start with, allow yourself to fantasize. I think a lot of people don't even fantasize. They're afraid of their mm -hmm. fantasies already. Right. In your fantasy, like wrong, yeah. there's nothing that can be wrong in any way. Exactly. Right? It's just your own judgment that's coming up. Right. So if you're enjoying this this voyeur thing, then yeah, do it. But but if if you're questioning if you're not into it, then that's a conversation you guys need to have. Completely different. Like I yeah. if I wouldn't be into this specific scenario, like pictures being taken while I'm having sex with other people. Right. Um, yeah, you'd have to have a conversation because that's a very intimate thing, you know? Right, exactly. And those exactly. photos are out there too, so or not out there, but yeah, you know they exist. Uh, <laughs> my whole thing about like no, showing no faces while naked. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, if you enjoyed, it's, yeah, exactly, it's more than okay. Um, we have here a couple of questions that are the same, basically, and we have talked about it quite a bit, but it's apparently a big interest. Okay. And not everybody can listen to 43 episodes to figure out when we talked about this. Exactly. <laughs> so um, the question is how to approach a first threesome to make it gr great for all 
And the second was, how do I find someone for a threesome with my boyfriend? Kind of the similar question. Well, tough to find a person for a threesome at the moment. But yeah, in maybe. general. <laughs> um, I mean, I've had I've had friends who use dating apps and show them as like a couple. So all the photos are them together. And I think maybe that's a secret language amongst that community. Like, oh, this person's looking for a third wheel. Absolutely. Type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, or I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's also online forums, something where people are a little bit more into that or more open in that kind of a sense. Dating app is a good place. I mean, mm -hmm. most of the time I think it happens or often happens with like in the kind of a friend or acquaintance situation too. Yeah. Anytime that it's kind of happened with me, it's been more of a spontaneous thing between friends who are very sexually open and mm -hmm. like they're not scared to say like, hey, would you be into this? Because I've, yeah. I think that's generally how it's happened with me. But I wonder if you could also, I mean, you could also go to a sex party. You know what I mean? I mean, also not now, but like right. <laughs> in general, not you know, soon. To, to like meet like-minded people right. in some kind of a sense where they're open, sexually positive and open. And then there you could probably approach somebody, you know? Oh, for sure. You know, and, and if the scenario you know permits i also i mean i had a friend who did it over a dating app actually and she mm -hmm. was the third wheel or the third wheel do you say uh, that yeah i don't want to use the third wheel but the 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 additional the not, person the, yeah the additional person the not couple person um right. and they did something where they went for a drink first mm -hmm. they met her for a drink and the woman was always in contact with her the guy wasn't. So the woman right. was texting with her. The woman was already flirting with her over text. Ah, uh, that's cool. And then that they, makes it a little more comfortable yeah, with the relationship, I think. Exactly. So they said, like, for the first time, they wouldn't even go home with each other. It was just to get to know each other and, to, and then later on to figure out if they wanted to meet up a second time. So there was no pressure at all for the first time. Right. Meeting. And... And I think that's really important if you're the the one in the couple, make sure that both of you are attracted to this person because you don't want to be in a situation where the guy might really be and then you're forcing yourself into it. So I think that yeah. initial I think that initial meeting is nice so that you guys can make sure like, okay, like how are we feeling type of thing. Yeah, and that the vibe's good. And yeah. And then if you want to go further, I mean, most people have some rules, right? Especially yeah. most of the time, the couple kind of um, sets up the rules that they want for themselves in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Like what often um, the male partner doesn't penetrate the third girl. Yeah. Um, obviously, if we're talking about a threesome with two dudes and a girl, it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, because that's more depending on how comfortable the men are. But most of the time, well, I would say 99% of the times. They're the, kind of sharing the woman. They're sharing not, the woman, but they're not making out, right? Yeah, they're, exactly. They're not messing with each other, but you're, yeah. Exactly. So you, um, that's, I mean, it's the best, but there's <laughs> two guys taking care of you in some kind of sense. Yeah, but, exactly. um, so that would be a bit of a different scenario, clearly. But if it's two women and a man and there's a couple involved, most of the time there's a rule of like, maybe he doesn't, he can't penetrate her. Right, exactly. Or he can't hang out with her by themselves yeah 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 um, it's a case-by-case -case basis whatever you guys are kind of comfortable with but it's important to have that conversation beforehand exactly just the rules and the things that you're comfortable with right um and so yeah i think the first the first first step is to sit down with your partner and discuss this you know mm -hmm. like what is what's actually what you're interested in how far do you right. go um, yeah you can make all this plan during quarantine and then be excited once we're totally we're out of all this. What, a, what a tease. <laughs> what a build up. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, another question. This is from a guy. Is anyone else experiencing a lower sex drive due to stopping the gym like I did? Hmm. Um I could see that being a thing. I mean, personally I I can talk about this personally. Like my boyfriend hasn't been that active since this all started and i think he's felt less sexy which mm -hmm. has led to less sex 
Whereas yeah. I, I've still, I've been exercising like a crazy woman because that's been, been become my like focus during this time just to yeah. have like goals. But I think, and I think that makes things even worse when I'm getting more fit and he's getting less. So maybe he feels even more self-conscious in that way. But I can totally, I mean, exercise in general releases endorphins and makes exactly. you feel, makes you feel more, just more positive in general. So I could like, even if you can't use the gym, there's tons of ways to exercise without a gym. I, I would yeah. encourage, I mean, sorry, I'm just, I'm on an exercise kick right now. So, um, but I would encourage you to figure out other ways, whether that's, I mean, if you can bike around or there's so many apps and stuff that have home workouts. I mean, there's yeah. ways to be active. I think it's totally. good for just your mental state in general. And I'm sure somebody else is experiencing this too. So yeah, for sure. Uh, if you are, somebody else is, this is the golden yeah. rule to live by. Like if you have a fantasy about something, somebody else already had that fantasy too. And yeah, definitely. If you're experiencing anything, th that's a good part about it. We're not really as alone as we think, even though this, this topic often makes us feel like our sexual desires and for lack of a better word, challenges, um, make us feel pretty alone, I think, because we don't talk to that many people about them. But right. But yeah, you yeah. actually never Every are. <laughs> exactly. Go on a forum on Reddit and you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> There's crazy shit out there, man. Crazy. <laughs> oh boy. And last but not least, how can you spice up a long distance relationship? Oh, do you want to speak to this? Sure. I mean, I've hadn't had like a long, long distance, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Just like a split apart for, well, now a couple months, I guess, in some kind of a sense, but this is, well, it's a little bit different. Anyways. Yes. There's a lot of things you can do, but, um, it's a challenge. Let's just put it out there. I think it yeah. is, it is definitely a challenge. And I think the best thing in general is to have a date on the horizon at most times where you see that each you other can again. See each other. That's important just to keep the relationship going in general or keep interests alive. Yeah. I think but it's also, also we... good for sex, no? I mean, I think yeah, if you have an end date to build up towards. Totally. And also we've we've talked about things like remote control vibrators yes. and, and just toys in general that helps um, FaceTime sex, sexting, I mean... There's so many things, you know, I mean, you can like play, you can give each other challenges. Like I thought that was like the coolest thing. Um, you can give each other like a masturbation challenge or you can mm -hmm. like saying something like, hey, I've done this in quarantine, for example. Um, he was like, I want you to start masturbating. And then when you get close to coming, call me. Um, and you're not allowed Damn. to come until I tell you you're allowed to come. Damn. <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So that, and then um, I did something where we would send each other erotic poems um, or erotic things. I mean, obviously you can do sexing, but sometimes these things can get boring for somebody. But for me, it always depends on the game right like you can also do a challenge of a friend of mine did this with her boyfriend he wasn't allowed to touch himself for a week but she would send him sexy photos of herself to tease oh, wow you know just to like kind of keep engaged and um exactly yeah you can write you can write also some erotic like emails to each other like stories that we envision for each other totally like yeah the, i think that's one of the sexiest things i think for me personally is like if you say like what you're gonna do when you see yes. each other and like yeah absolutely it, ugh. yeah that's that's amazing and i do i also i mean i recorded my orgasms before mm -hmm. for men that were on the other side of the world and then <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can do a sexy video if you comfortable. I mean, there's so many things. And I think especially if you just come up with like fun, engaging stuff, you know, where there's kind of a back and forth. I think that helps exactly. a lot. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, the vibrator, the remote controlled one or even the butt plug that's remote controlled. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Give each other some challenges. Have her wear the or have him 
um, operate the vibrator while you're going outside or something. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Go you on know, walk around I, your neighborhood. Yeah, totally. Just do like fun little things like that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Keep the spice alive. Or read a tantric book together and talk about, you know. Oh, yeah. Talk a about long it. distance book club. Yeah, I've done that too. So, <laughs> I love it. You get, <laughs> gotta get creative. Gotta cut creative here. Yeah, I think so. I think these things are, and you can obviously do whatever is your fantasy in kind of a, I don't know, long distance way, probably. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, my lovers and my lovely Mona, <laughs> what a beautiful day at church it was. Yes. Thank you for joining us. We I'll hope be so you guys. so grateful. <laughs> yeah, we, we hope you guys are hanging in there and staying safe and um, celebrate Masturbation Month. Please do. I will. I mean, I am <laughs> yeah, already. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already doing this without even having it to be Masturbation Month. All right. Oh, oh, only good times. Yes. Amen. Amen. Blessed be to pussy. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. I'll be back with another Pillow Talk episode next Thursday and more Pussy Church on Sunday. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next week.